is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and today is your Monday bonus episode. That's right. It's January 10th. It's a Monday. And here we go. The category today, by the way, it's Sunday for me. It's uh, January 9th, 7.08 a.m. That's when I'm doing this. Everyone's still asleep, as always. I sneak up here, and I do uh, like a pirate radio show. That's what it feels like. No one to play off of. No cats. No dogs. No people. Just me and a microphone and some music. Chosen by you, the Patreon supporters. All right. So, the topic today, speaking of the Patreon supporters, and let's just throw this in here right now, right? Let me sneak it in here. Uh, Rock Solid Podcast has been doing this for 11 years. And uh, if you've been listening for that long, or five years, or six, whatever, if it's been a long time that you've been listening, why not support the show through Patreon? Just go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. P-A-T, can't spell Patreon without Pat, R-E-O-N.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Many tiers, uh, $2 a month, you can win prizes. I'll follow you back on Twitter. $5 a month, I'll do those other two things. Plus, you'll be in the ASAP club, which means you'll get your episodes early and ad-free. Also, for $2 a month, you get to participate in episodes like this. You can submit a song and record an intro, and I will play it so you get to be a part of the show. Next up from that is the $10 one. You get all the other stuff, and then I post a video every week. Exclusive video, including a lot of these guest interviews you hear. Sometimes I throw the raw interview up there no music edited in but you get to see me and you get to see the person i'm interviewing and no one gets to see that really but the patreon people so that's my pitch for january 2022 make that your new year's resolution support the rock solid show through patreon all right here we go so the episode today the topic is called beatlesque and this was submitted to me by one of the Patreon people, John Logsdon. I have a whole list of topics to choose from, and sometimes I just scroll through and open an email, and if the topic grabs me, that's the one I do. So, John Logsdon, Beatlesque. Today we're going to play songs that are reminiscent of the Beatles, or maybe influenced by the Beatles, or sound like the Beatles. Whatever you guys decided you wanted to do in your intros before you introduce the song, well, that's what an intro is. Um, that's how you guys are going to set up the songs you chose. And some great selections today. Stuff I've heard, stuff I haven't heard. I got a couple to throw in here. And I think it's going to be good. Going to be good. I've got like uh, 40 song files. So that probably amounts to about 20 songs. You know, because each song has an intro. But some of you include your intro and your song in one file. So look. We're definitely hearing 20 songs today. Easily. Easily. And 
before we get started with the topic at hand, I want to play a song from an artist named Annie Keaton. All right? Now, here's the deal. Annie sent me this song with an email that said a lot of her listeners have told her to get in touch with me and send me a song to play. Now, I don't do this all the time. All right? I do it when I like the song. And a very nice email. And so I want to do this for her. So, and I don't know Annie. I do not know Annie. I've never heard her music before. And she's got tons of it. Annie Keating. Did I say Keaton earlier? I hope not. Annie Keating. K-E-A-T-I-N-G. Keating. The song I'm going to play. We're going to call this a first listen. All right? It's not a Beatlesque song. She might have some in her catalog. I don't know. But this is from her 2021 album, her most recent album called Bristol County Tides. The song is called Marigold. And let's hear some of this. And if you like it, you know what to do. Okay, here we go. go there's a little taste of annie keating the song is marigold and the album is bristol county tides now look where can you find annie keating let me tell you twitter she is at annie keating nyc that's new york city i knew that i'm smart she's on instagram Uh, i think it's annie.keating she's everywhere spotify apple music youtube Facebook. She did tell me to tell you that the best place to direct people to buy the new album is at Bandcamp. That would be Annie Keating, and that's A-N-N-I-E, Annie Keating, one, not the word, but the number, then a dot, and then Bandcamp, and then dot com. I'm sure if you go to Bandcamp and you just search Annie Keating, you're going to find all her stuff too. So there you have it. Um, you know, it's not really a first listen because that's when I have someone else here and then we critique the song and I already gave this song a little listen beforehand so that would have been cheating So, because I had to know if I wanted to play it or not. And I did want to play it. And Marigold is a great song from 
singer-songwriter Annie Keating. So check it out. All right. That's my Annie Keating chunk. Now I'm going to go right in to the topic at hand, Beatlesque, suggested by John Logsdon. So why wouldn't we start with John Logsdon? Here we go. You guys like my morning voice? Here we go. Hi, Pat and the rock solid world. It's John Logsdon here calling in from Des Moines, Iowa. Hey, it's a privilege to have my topic selected for the Patreon listener episode. It sure is. Beatlesque. I've been thinking about this topic for quite a while. My partner, Julie, is a big Beatles fan and has gotten me into the Beatles. I'm more of an 80s music fan, so the merger of those two things has led me to the selection that I will put forward today, which is from the third studio album from Tears for Fears, one of my favorite 80s bands. The third album is called Sowing the Seeds of Love, and the title track is the one I'd like for you to play. It's a real throwback to Sgt. Peppery Beatles. You can pick up the track wherever you'd like, probably from the beginning. In any case, have a great episode, and thanks for letting me contribute. Some Tears for Fears. They have a new album coming out, I think about five weeks. I think it's their first new album in like 17 years or some craziness. Uh, I'm definitely going to listen to that. I had listened to some Tears for Fears. Not a band that was ever on my radar other than, you know, the songs that I would hear on MTV and the radio. So maybe I need to dig deeper because it's one of Murray's favorite bands. I should do that for my friend, right? John Logsdon, I noticed how he slipped in there. Your partner, was it Julie? Are you guys in a law firm together? Do you have a dental practice together? Come on, man. We get it. That's a girlfriend. We know. Thankfully, he didn't say lover, because I would just throw my laptop on the floor if everyone, anyone busts that out. i go insane. All right. So, you know, it's early in the episode. We're only about 10 minutes in, and already we're going to have some drama, folks, so get ready for it. Do I want drama? I don't want drama. But here it comes. Hey, Rock Solid folks. It's Kurt Payne out here in Los Angeles. I'm very excited to be participating in this Beatlesque episode, especially since I pitched the, the idea to Pat a few years ago. Oh, God. And I don't know what happened. Jesus. All I know is apparently John Logsdon uh, is now getting the credit. Um, I pitched the idea to Pat while we were in a Five Guys restaurant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I don't know. Maybe John took Pat to a better restaurant, treated him to something more than just the burger and fries. He didn't. In any case, I am glad to see the episode is happening. And I am going to go with a track by a group called the Knickerbockers and a song called Lies. Now, this was a top 20 hit in 1965, but I don't know how many people, I'm always surprised as when I mention the song, how many Beatle people don't know about it. Uh, to me, it's like the most Beatlesque song out there. Um, it's, the, it's the Beatles without being the Beatles, all right? Okay, especially from their like mid 1960s period. So, anyways, um, the the other thing that's amazing is uh, the Knickerbockers are from New Jersey. They're not from like Liverpool or England or any place like that. Um, they put a few albums out, and none of them were all that great. But gosh, this track is just just so good, especially if you're a bit of a Beatle fan. So uh, this is Lies by the Knickerbockers. Lies, lies, you're telling me that you'll be true Lies, lies, that's all I ever get from you Tears, tears, I shed a million tears for you Tears, tears, and now you're loving someone new Another excellent song. This one sent in by Kurt Payne. Now look, Kurt, come on, man. You throw a topic out at me when I'm eating a burger and fries, sloshing down a Coke. I can't remember that. You got to email it to me. Now, if you did email it to me, uh, I don't want to hear about it. But um, a lot of people are always giving me um, topics. And uh, so right now I let the Patreon people only throw the topics down. They know my email and all that jazz. But um, sorry, I haven't done this topic before. Sorry, I didn't do it earlier when Kurt suggested it. Sorry, I gave all the credit to John Logsdon. I apologize. I apologize. All right? And John's never taken me to a restaurant. But the next time he's in L.A., he will. Right, John? But anyway, Kurt's a great guy. He was here when we did like a live recording. Uh, I think we played vinyl, if I'm not mistaken. Murray was there. Dr. West Anthony was there. It's a good time. All right, moving on. First of all, great song, The Knickerbockers Lies. I uh, I do recall that song, but, you know, if you asked me for a million dollars who sang it, I couldn't have told you. But it seems to be a song that people enjoy. Here's proof. Happy New Year, everyone. It's Kevin Hartbarger checking in again from Chicagoland. Hope you were all safe and well and hoping for a much smoother 2022. You know, if you were a garage band from Bergen County, New Jersey in the mid-60s and you really wanted to have a big hit, you would probably try to record something that sounded kind of like the Beatles. Maybe you try to record something that sounded a lot like the Beatles. Or maybe you would cut a record that sounded exactly like the Beatles. And that is just what the Knickerbockers did what? in 1965 with their song, Lies. I mean, they nailed it. It landed them in the top 20, and they were promptly never heard from again. 
but we still have this absolute banging two-minute, 40-second Beatles-esque classic. So from 1965, please enjoy Lies by the Knickerbockers. Pat, please take it from the top. And as always, thanks for having me. Hartbarger says they were never heard from again. We just played them twice on this show. Bringing them back. Bring back the Knickerbockers. It is a song that makes you want to hear one of their albums, right? Like you want to hear the album that this song was on. Just to see what went wrong. How could they just, how could they have one great song and the rest is, is garbage? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm not saying that. I'm speculating. Could be great. Makes me want to listen to the Knickerbockers. I might do it. I might go do it. All right, next up. This is cool. This is a a band I saw reunited live a couple years ago with David Wilde. The song that this gentleman's going to play is from an album that I had them autograph. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute, although I've probably told it before. I'm sure I have. Let me get that sting about Pat telling a story over. Hold on. Until then, listen to this intro. Happy holidays, Rock Solid Nation. This is Jeff Scoble from Detroit, back again with another contribution to a listener-curated episode. The Beatles is one of my top three bands of all time, so I had to participate in this Beatlesque show. There are a ton of bands and songs that fit this category, but I'm picking something I just recently listened to, Todd Rundgren's band Utopia, with their 1980 Beatles homage album, To Face the Music. I've always felt they did a fantastic job of capturing the sound and feel of the Beatles without directly ripping them off, and there are some great songs on this. I'll go with Hoi Polloi, which is one of my favorites from the album, and is a pastiche of Penny Lane and a little bit of Lovely Rita thrown in. I hope everybody has a wonderful and safe holiday season, and I look forward to more rock solid in the new year. Keep on rocking. That's Utopia. I believe that's Chasm Salton on lead vocals on that track. And yeah, this album came out in 1980, September 1980. It's got 13 songs. And if you go to Wikipedia, it'll give you the rundown of the original song 
and what it's an homage to. For example, the first song on the album is I Just Want to Touch You, and that's an homage to, of course, I Want to Hold Your Hand, a song called Little Child, and a song called I'm Happy Just to Dance With You. And uh, again, Hoi Polloi, which we just, we first, oh my God, Hoi Polloi, which we just heard, is an homage to Penny Lane and Lovely Rita. So a cool album, a fun album. I don't know if it was Todd trying to be like snarky, like the Beatles music, I, you can write that easily. I'll do a whole album of that in, in a week. I don't know. I don't know what their reasoning was on doing this album, but it's a fun album and I do have it signed. I have it signed by three of the members of YouTube. All right, so that was Dave Becker with the story repeat sting. Thank you, Dave, for creating that. I'm going to tell a story I've told before. So Utopia reunites with three of the four members that play on this album. Uh, the keyboard player. Was it the keyboard player? Yeah, what's his name? Oh, here we go. Senior moment. Uh, he was uh, He was not, uh, I don't think he wanted a tour. I don't think he was, um, uh, my God, this is a horrible story already. Terrible, terrible story. I can't even uh, get the facts straight. And I know all the members of Utopia. Why can't I think of this guy's name right now? I'm going to find it though. Roger Powell. Roger Powell did not tour. He either didn't want to tour or he wasn't feeling well enough to tour. I don't know if that's true. I might be making that up. But we did get Todd Rundgren and we did get Chasm Salton and we did get John Willie Wilcox on the drums. So I went to the show at the Wiltern Theater with David Wilde. David Wilde got the tickets and he also had backstage passes. So we got to go backstage. Now, I had previously had this album signed by Todd and I had had it signed by Chasm. And I never thought I was going to be able to get Roger Powell or John Willie Wilcox to sign it because they seem to be, you know, inactive in the music business right now or not as active where I would have a chance to see them. But on this night, my target was John Willie Wilcox. So we went backstage and after John was done chatting with family and friends, I approached him and couldn't have been lovelier, signed it. And now I have a, I have three of the four members. Maybe someday I'll get Roger Powell. Who knows? That would be cool. I would love it. I love to complete an album like that. Get everyone's signature. Sometimes you can't, but I still have a chance. So again, thank you, David, for another fun night. We didn't even stick around to see Todd because David knows Todd, and I've met Todd a couple of times. So David's like, you want to stay around and meet Todd? I'm like, eh, I don't know. Do you want to? Eh, I don't know. We're like two Larry Davids. Eh, I don't know. Eh, maybe. Eh. And then we left. And that's my story. All right. I'm going to jump in here now. Because my favorite band is very influenced at times by the Beatles. My favorite band is Cheap Trick. They'll tell you. I mean, over the weekend, I think it was over last weekend, they were counting down Beatles songs on Sirius FM on the Beatles channel. And uh, one day, Susanna Hoffs was doing it. Another band influenced by the Beatles, the Beatles, the Bangles, get it? And then another day, Robin Zander from Cheap Trick was doing it. So this is one of the ones I always go to if I'm giving someone an example of a song that reminds me of the Beatles. 
This is from the 1990 album called Busted, the band's last album on Epic Records. And this song is Head to Make You Mine. And I've played it here before, but if you're new to the show, you've most likely never heard it. Here we go. to make you mine with production by former guest and friend of the show Richie Zito it's so funny it's got a it's got that big 80s production on it but um but definitely definitely that is reminiscent of the fab four in my opinion let me know if you disagree all right here's our next intro g'day pat danny from newcastle in australia and we're talking all about Beatles-inspired bands. Uh, obviously the ones that come to mind, Oasis, Blur, you know, fantastic. I don't mind them ripping off other music. You know, as long as it's good, I've got no problems with that. But I'm going to talk about Smashing Pumpkins, which I do love. And well, any of their acoustic stuff is very much Beatle-inspired. And they have a song called... Farewell and good night, and it's very, very much the harmonies of the Fab Four. So that's my pick, and uh, it's a, a really good topic with this one. Good on you, mate. Have a terrific Christmas, and uh, have a terrific New Year. Thanks, mate. Smashing Pumpkins, and that is from their big album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. All right, here's my thing with the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm going to tie it all together here. First of all, I have never been a big fan of the Smashing Pumpkins because the six years I lived in Chicago, uh, like Chicago radio would just ram them down your throat so much. And sometimes when that's happening, it turns you away from a band. So... That's the only reason that I'm not, uh, I won't say I don't like them. I'm just not uh, 
as familiar with their music as I should be because whenever they would come on the radio, I'd be so sick of just smashing pumpkins, smashing pumpkins, smashing pumpkins. And I wanted to smash my radio, smash it, smash it. Um, so I would just, uh, so I'd turn away. So, but I know so many people love the Smashing Pumpkins. So I'm gonna, that's another band I should try to get into in 2022. It's been way too long. Now, my second Smashing Pumpkins thing that'll tie together with this show. Here we go. It was Halloween 19, I think 98, but it could be 99, but it was Halloween, either 98 or 99. It was at Dodger Stadium and my friends and I go to see Kiss on the Psycho Circus tour. And uh, guess who's opening that night? It's the Smashing Pumpkins. Guess who's drumming for the Smashing Pumpkins? Former guest and friend of the show, Kenny Aronoff. And guess what? The Smashing Pumpkins were in Halloween costumes. They were dressed as the Beatles. Boom. Full circle. Story. Few stutters. Hardly any ums. There you go. Brought it all together. Uh, Thank you, Danny, for sending that. Uh, I did have a nice Christmas, and we're all going to have a great new year. And right back at you. All right, next up. This is one that I thought of when I thought of this uh, show topic. This one jumped right into my head. Uh, Maybe first, maybe second, maybe third. Here we go. Hi, Pat and Solid Rockers. This is Chris in Iowa with a Beatles-esque song recommendation, and it's from Billy Joel's 1982 album, The Nylon Curtain. There are a few songs on the album that seem to be an homage to late-period Beatles music and John Lennon's work in particular. I'm going to go with track two from the album, which is titled Laura. It took me a few years of listening to the Nylon Curtain album before I realized that Billy Joel was doing an impression of John Lennon on this song, as well as Surprises and Scandinavian Skies, which are other songs on the album. (laughs) And now that I've noticed, I can't unhear it. Anyway, I hope I didn't ruin the album for you and that you find this song interesting. Take care. Bye. Love that song, Chris. It's the one when Billy drops the F word, too. He says, here I am, feel like a fucking fool. Nice. 1982. Hearing the F word on the album. Cool. Turn it down. Your parents are coming. All right, I love the Nylon Curtain album. Uh, I'm not sure everyone does. It's, it's got hits on it. It's got Pressure, Allentown. Ooh, ah. It's got... um. 
I have to do that whenever I hear the word Allentown. Ooh, ah. It's got uh, Goodnight Saigon. It's got great tunes. And I think side two uh, towards the end is where it gets a little more experimental, a little more mm, Beatles sounding for sure. And um, sometimes people love that. Sometimes people don't. Did I say sometimes? I think I said sometimes. Sometimes people don't. Sometimes people don't. Let's see what this guy has to say. This guy's got opinions. Look out. Hello, Pat and the Rock Solid Faithful. It's David Festini here in northern New Jersey again. Looking for a Beatles-esque song, you say? I can supply you with one of those. And it's even by one of my favorite artists. I do, however, have a little bit of an ulterior motive. Hell, I don't even like this song. But it is none other (laughs) than the legendary... Long Island's pride and joy, Billy Joel, and Scandinavian Skies from the Nylon Curtain album. Billy has not made it a secret that he's a huge fan of the Beatles, and it is very evident on this track. It's reminiscent of the trippy, psychedelic Beatles material. And believe it or not, even though it's a fairly deep track, I've heard this song live, which gives me hope. Hope that someday preferably March 24th at Madison Square Garden, I'll hear my favorite song, Easy Money in Concert. Until then, enjoy this nonsense. And thanks for letting me be part of the show. That's what Dave Festini calls nonsense. Dave. People won't love that album. Don't call it nonsense. How about the pipes on Dave Festini? I mean, I feel like he's got professional recording equipment in his house. I really do. Perfect. Perfect tone. Everything's great. He's got a better speaking voice than I do, that's for sure. Good job, Dave. You almost make me look bad when you send these intros. They sound so good. But then again, I know that you, you know, you, that's probably your seventh, eighth take. Come on, don't lie. All right, Dave, nice enough. Put the, uh, put the intro and the song together. You don't have to do that. That's a hassle, folks. I just want you to sit in your car with your phone and then email it to me. Just do it. Do it. I like hearing the same voices over and over, but I would also, in 2022, I would love to hear some new folks join in. We keep the old people, not the, you know, not the old people. They're not old. We keep the regulars, but let's, uh, let's get some new voices in here. All right. Before we go to the next intro, I'm going to play a little bit of this nonsense for Dave Festini. Uh. 
to the track Take me to a party If they're threatening the back I've been working all my life Can't afford to wait Let me call my wife so I can tell her That's not Beatlesque, but if you saw the Beatles back in the day and they were on maybe some type of a package tour with some other acts, you'd probably hear an act that did sound just like that. So that's Easy Money from 1983's An Innocent Man by Billy Joel, Dave Festini's favorite song. He's uh, trying to get Billy to play that in Madison Square Garden. You might see Dave tweeting about it. If you do like that tweet, retweet it. Add a little bit of, uh, hey, Billy, come on, let's hear it. Oh, we love that song. Don't make it sound like you're holding a gun to his head, though. Make it sound like, we love that song. We wish you would play it. Oh, my God. That kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. All right. Before I do the next intro, I want to let you know today's Monday. Today's Monday, January 10th, when you're listening to this. And this Thursday, on the 13th, the episode is epic. Mike Schmidt is back in the co-host chair. This was recorded, uh, I think, uh, over, over Christmas holiday, I believe. I believe it was. Mike came over, and we go through Meatloaf's Bat Outta Hell trilogy. Bat Outta Hell 1, Bat Outta Hell 2, Back Into Hell, Bat Outta Hell 3, The Monster Is Loose. And this is an epic four-hour episode. So look. Don't send me an email about the episode being too long. Break that thing up. Listen to that in uh, one-hour chunks for four days. You'll love it. Uh, Mike and I had a good time. We laughed a lot. Plenty of tangents. Plenty of other songs played throughout. And uh, again, we laughed a lot. We always assume if we're laughing at each other's nonsense, hopefully that comes through the mic and into your ears, and you guys will be laughing too. So, Batfest, Thursday. Four hours, I believe. That's the longest episode we've ever recorded. I believe. I could be wrong. Maybe when the monkeys episodes are put together as one, maybe that's a little longer. But I digress. All right, this is the lone woman on the show today. Enjoy. Greetings, rock solid friends. It's Carly Anderson in Denver, Colorado. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is a band I only really like when they veer into Beatlesque territory. They really do on the song Reels Not Real from 2019's Fishing for Fishies album. This one's pretty groovy. I hope you think so too. and the lizard wizard holy cow never heard of that band not surprising they're from uh, 2019 um thank you carly anderson carly your audio sounds great too maybe you and dave festini get together and you guys lay down a version of you don't bring me flowers a la neil diamond 
and the Barbara Streisand. That's what I want to hear. Do it. Do it for my birthday. You got six weeks to do it. You got to. All right. Uh, more women participate. Don't let this be a dude fest. That's no good. Join in. We want to hear you. All right. Moving on to our next intro. Hello, Rock Solid listeners. This is Jerry Riggs coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. For this Beatles-esque podcast, I chose a song from the band The Faces. The song is the title track from the band's last studio album called Ooh La La from 1973. Ronnie Wood would provide the lead vocals, and yes, this is the same Ronnie Wood who would later join the Rolling Stones a few years later. Both Rod Stewart and Ronnie Lane each recorded lead vocals for this song, but reportedly neither were satisfied by their attempts. Producer Glenn Johns then suggested that Ronnie Wood give it a try, and his version was the track that appeared on the album. Whenever I hear this song, I can picture Paul McCartney singing it and it appearing on the Let It Be album right after the song, Two of Us. Thanks, Pat, as always. You and your listeners stay safe and have a happy new year. The trap you'd and the use you before you even know. For love is blind and you're far too kind. Don't ever let it show. I wish that I knew what I know now. But when I was younger, I wish that I knew what I know now. But when I was stronger, the can can such a pretty show. I love that song, but I have to be honest with you. I always thought that Ronnie Lane sang that version. And I mean, I've, I think I've introduced that song on this show before as Ronnie Lane on vocals instead of Rod Stewart. I had no idea that that was Ronnie Wood. I swear to God, so much so that I went and checked it out. Cause I, I'm going to be honest, Jerry. I didn't believe you. I thought Jerry's wrong. It's Ronnie Lane, not Ronnie Wood. He's got his Ronnie's wrong. Don't get your Ronnie's wrong. If you get your Ronnie's wrong, I don't know what will happen, but don't do it. But Jerry, 100% right. Ronnie Wood on lead vocals. All right. This is always the part of the Patreon-only episodes. All songs chosen by the Patreon supporters. This is the part where I always play like three in a row. And this is when uh, I pretend like it's uh, FM radio and I uh, I drop the needle on uh, Stairway to Heaven so I can go to the restroom. So you're going to hear... Three in a row, and then I'll do a little commenting after that. And to start us off, I'm going to say the doctor is in the house. Hello, rock-solid listening organisms. This Beatlesque tune comes from the third season of the HBO television series Mr. Show. There was a sketch in which Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are chased by angry feminists, but it was filmed in the style of the opening scene of A Hard Day's Night, so it was scored with music that perfectly compresses the first four years of Beatlemania into a single one-minute song. As great as the Ruttles are, I think this is the single best Beatles parody ever written. Here is Eben Schletter with Don't Beatle Me Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, oh. 
Hey there, Rock Solid listeners, Aaron here again, and I've decided to take part in this Beatlesque episode. Today, I want to talk to you about Badfinger. Formed in the mid-1960s in Swansea, Badfinger were brought into Apple Records by Beatles roadie Mal Evans, originally under the name The Ivies. After one album as The Ivies, the band had their name changed to Badfinger, with the name coming from the working title of With a Little Help from My Friends, which was originally called Badfinger Boogie. Of the several dozen artists on Apple Records, Badfinger were hands down the closest sounding to the Beatles. While I would agree that Badfinger are similar to the Beatles in sound, Badfinger are usually associated with what is now known as power pop. Now while Badfinger were successful, they were dealt with some bad luck. Their manager, Stan Polly, was said to have been a bagman for the Mafia. While the band's friends told the band to be careful, the band ultimately decided to stay with Polly. In the years that followed, there would be stories of stolen money, lawsuits, and ultimately the suicides of two members, Pete Ham in 1975 and Tom Evans in 1983. Despite their tragic tale, the music of Badfinger has attained somewhat of a cult following. Now while a sad story, something happened in 2013. During the series finale of the hit AMC show Breaking Bad, the band's 1971 hit Baby Blue was used in the show's last scene. As a result, sales for the song skyrocketed. So compared to other parts of Badfinger's story, this is somewhat of a positive. Personally, I love Badfinger, and that might be due to the fact that the Beatles are my favorite band of all time, and I love almost everything that's within their inner circle of friends. And yeah, Badfinger, I think they have a great body of work. Now, while not up to par with the Fab Four's albums, I would recommend anyone listening to this episode right now to check out Badfinger's discography. Now, if you do check out the discography, there might be a few albums that are missing. If you're really curious to listen to more of their music, feel free to message me. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the Badfinger hits, so I'm going to dig a little deeper here into the band's 1973 album entitled Ass, which was their last album for Apple Records. The song I picked here is the last song from that album. So from Badfinger, this is Timeless. Hey, Pat, Jeff Holmes here from Leewood, Kansas. The major labels is who I'm bringing to the table here for this Beatle-esque episode. They have Blue, who has produced a lot of individuals and has four fabulous albums, big power pop guy. And also the lead singer of The Thing That You Do is in this, Mike Viola from Mike Viola and the Candy Butchers. And there's another guy, Bucky Duckworth. I don't really know much about him. Anyway, here's a song. I think you'll dig it. If you do, get the album. It's fantastic.
talks about this high, this deep About a million cassettes, okay, maybe three hundred and three In an office about this Wow, Jeff, I love everything about that, holy cow Yeah, I definitely have to pick that album up, fantastic Good picks, three in a row Let's go back, Dr. West Anthony, he's not a doctor Ladies and gentlemen, when he tries to text you or tweet at you and he wants to do a checkup, please say no. He's the doctor of rock. He, he's not good if you're ill. So, please. The CDC says, don't go to uh, Dr. West Anthony. Uh, don't beetle me up. Eben Schletter. He's a friend of, uh, of my friends. I've met him many times at barbecues. Uh, wonderful gentleman. Not a gentleman. It's my same age. Why would I say that? Wonderful dude. Wonderful guy. Next up, Aaron Kahn loves the bad finger. Loves it. Uh, good song. Uh, bad album title. Ass. We're going to call the album Ass. Come on. I'm offended. Never offended. Nothing offends me. Uh, good tunes, though. Three good tunes in a row. Closing it out there with Jeff Holmes. Okay, next up. Our friend from Alabama. Let's hear from him. Hey y'all, Tony Greathouse in East Alabama with my submission for the Beatle episode, Beatle Sound Alike, Beatlesque, what have you. I'm choosing Aaron Lee Tasjan, if not now, when, from his 2018 album Karma for Cheap. It sounds to me like an old George song that Paul or John probably shit on and he just put in his back pocket. You would have made a great Beatles song. Take it from the top. Pat, we love the show. Thank you for letting us participate. And y'all, be sweet. There's some George Harrison-like guitar for sure. You sound like a radio station. You're looking for a standing ovation. You look like you could use a vacation You tried to pin a tail on a wind But you didn't know where to begin And the room is starting to spin You try and try to pretend That it's never gonna be the end If not now, when? Nice. If not now, when? Tony Greathouse was kind enough to send me an Aaron Lee Tajin album this year called Tajin, Tajin, Tajin. Am I saying that right? Tajin, I don't know if I can say his last name right. Tajin. Tajin was actually uh, my word on Wordle yesterday. And uh, and I didn't get it. No, I've played Wordle once. Are you guys playing Wordle? It's hard for me to say. It's got that D and the L thing that my Pennsylvania dialect refuses to let me say together. Wordle. Wordle. I've done it once. Epic fail. Epic fail. Uh, did not achieve the word. Still don't know what the word is. 
Because if you don't if you don't get it right, it doesn't tell you the answer. At least it didn't when I played. Not cool. Not cool, Wordle. All right, coming up next, this guy, Andy Solemn. You're going to be hearing him later in the month because we just recorded Journey Part 2, the Steve Perry years. We're going to cover the time period from Escape all the way through Trial by Fire, and we're going to fill in the gaps in the middle there with the side projects and the solo albums and whatnot. So you're going to want to listen to that if you like Journey, and if you don't like Journey, you're still going to want to listen because I would love you to listen. All right, Journey Part 2 coming up. So, Andy's in Florida. We did it through Zoom. Good show. If you're an ASAP Club member, you've already heard it. How about that? All right, here's Andy introducing his Beatlesque song. Hello, Rock Solid family. Andy Solom from Florida here. The topic of this episode could not be more firmly placed within my wheelhouse. So many of my favorite songs and bands are influenced by the Beatles, and my 2021 Album of the Year was no exception. This is a side project from Rick Springfield called The Red Locusts, and this track is called Miss Daisy Hawkins. Enjoy. Here at the altar, don't let courage falter With something all borrowed and blue Just pick up the rice, heed McKenzie's advice Don't do anything I wouldn't do Miss Daisy Hawkins, I know you can't hear me Your life ended so long ago You should have been legend right here in the mix Lost to a whim, we're back in 66 I want you to know I remember you still with a fool on the hill, Daisy Hawkins. Yes, the orchestration is very reminiscent of the Beatles. Good pick, Andy. I can say this, Andy Solom and Rick Springfield, uh, both former guests and friends of the show. How about that? I threw that out there. Together. All right, what do we got next? First of all, I want to tell you, if you submit, you're you're in the episode. If you submit a song and an intro, you're in the episode, okay? I don't care how many submissions I get. Like for this one, let's say I would have got, I don't know, 90 submissions. Then I would have just split that up into two and we would have had a Monday bonus episode this week and next week, but I would have done it. That said, I feel like I maybe missed someone this week. I feel like maybe I deleted an email or something and it's just been bothering me. So if you submitted for the show and you didn't hear yourself on the show, please email me, give me your song and I'll plop it into a, an episode. I'll plop it into the next bonus episode right up the top. I'll do my apologies. I'll do my due diligence. Due diligence. Why do I try to say words early in the morning that I know I'm not going to be able to say? Why? All right, coming up next, also a friend of the show. He recently co-hosted with me virtually. We did the Rolling Stones live episode. He's also a podcaster in his own right. He hosts the Retro Rock Roundup podcast with his son, Jeremy. And this guy is Mike Wiles. That's right. Get wild about Wiles. 
Hi, Pat and Rock Solid Podcast listeners. This is Mike Wiles from Naperville, Illinois. My entry this week into the Beatlesque episode is from a band called Clatu. They released their debut album in 1976. The album was released with no artist credits, no producer, and for a while, people thought they were the Beatles undercover secretly getting together and recording an album. Well, all in all, it really wasn't. It was just three guys from Canada who recorded an amazing album that kind of sounded like the Beatles. They did not even think of it in that way. But the record company, of course, Capitol Records, a Beatles record company, picked up on this and played right along with it. Once it got out that they were not the Beatles, their album sales dropped, and of course, the record company dropped them, such as the music business. But the album is really good, and the song today I'm going to play from that album is California Jam. I hope you enjoy Clatu and California Jam, and no, it's not the Beatles. Thanks, Pat. Jam. Thank you, Mike Wiles. Now, do you know why I mentioned Mike Wiles' podcast, Retro Rock Roundup? Here's why I mentioned it. Because he didn't. Because sometimes people would try to ram that into their intro. Hey, I'm Mike Wiles from the blah, blah, blah. But he didn't. And since he didn't, I give him props and I mention it. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to backtrack because Aaron Kahn, who played the Badfinger song from the horribly titled Ass Album, also has a podcast called Albums Uncovered. So check out that podcast too. And you can follow Aaron on Twitter at albums and then the letter U. And Mike, uh, I don't think Retro Rock Roundup is on Twitter, but you can find him. And uh, they did an episode about Klaatu. Maybe it's strictly on this album, I believe. And um, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'm going to interrupt this show for a song of my choosing. And no one picked this band. No one picked this band. And I thought they would get picked maybe once, maybe twice. So after listening to the song that Jeff Holmes played, it made me think of this song because Jeff mentioned this song in his intro. So this band is The Knack. And the song is their version of That Thing You Do.
Very nice. Rock in peace, Doug Figer. Seek out our Remembering Doug episode with Doug's sister, Beth Figer. It's a really good episode, and um, you'll learn a lot. Also, uh, check out our episode with uh, Burton and Prescott. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Knack fans, there are episodes out there that you can dig into. All right, next up, this guy's name is Brian Raisin. It's not spelled, Brian spells Brian wrong, spells it with a Y. Uh, spells raisin wrong, doesn't look like the raisin that's on my cereal box. But he's a cool dude, and he's nice, and I like him, and he always participates. And here we go. He's also co-hosted the show twice. So here we go. Hello, Pat and rock solid listeners. This is Brian Raisin from Appleton, Wisconsin. My favorite Beatles-esque album is Pretty Odd by Panic at the Disco. It is the one album where they briefly dropped their exclamation point. They are very direct with their Beatles influences throughout the record. That's really why I like it so much. The song Nine in the Afternoon Alone showcases a While My Guitar Gently Weeps guitar sound, studio effects similar to those from the Sgt. Pepper era, a Penny Lane-like piccolo trumpet, and a Day in the Life-esque orchestra. The album was even mixed at Abbey Road Studios. For me, this is some of Panic at the Disco's best work. Hope you all enjoy. Take care. Back to the street, down to our feet, losing the feeling of feeling unique. Do you know what I mean? Back to the place where we used to say, man, it feels good to feel this way. And now I know what I mean. Very nice, Brian Raisin. Friend of the show, Brian Raisin. Hey, I want to give a shout out to all the Twitter community people that are participating in hashtag Rock Solid Album A Day 2022. Tons of you guys have decided to do it this year. So thank you, thank you. We're just nine days in and uh, people are doing it. It's, um, it's easy and it's not easy. It's easy to do because it takes you like, I don't know, five minutes to post it. But, uh, you know, picking the album might be difficult. You're like, what do I want to do? What do I want to post? I want to post something cool. I want to post something new. I love this band, so I want to do that. And to take that pressure off me this year, I decided that I was going to do a year's worth of discographies. So I started January 1st with the first album by Styx. And so I know that for the next 17 days, because I'm just doing studio albums, I'm not doing compilations, best ofs, or live albums. It's just the band's studio albums. So I know for the next 17 days, it's going to be sticks. And I do it chronologically, so I know the order. So that's how I made it easy for myself. So there's tricks like that you can do, you know, if you want to make it easier on yourself. I'm just throwing that out there. But yeah, I'll be doing a, a year's worth of discographies. Look, I might do someone's discography. They might only have one album. I might play a tinted windows one day and boom, their discography's done. Or I might do bad English. Boom, boom. Two albums done. Uh, I won't do Boston because too many albums that suck. Then I'm not listening to a bunch of albums in a row that suck. So anyway, I'm enjoying the sticks. Seriously. 
I'm the first four albums that I'm not super familiar with, but I do own. There's some good stuff on there, and it's uh, you know, it's prior to Tommy, obviously, but uh, it's prior to them being on A and M Records and really becoming Sticks. But I was I was amazed at some of the great stuff on those albums. So I find those first four Sticks albums better to be better to be. To be better. There, you just got to put the words in order. To be better than the first three Journey albums without Steve Perry. It's just my opinion, but I stand by it. All right, coming up next. Who did we just hear from? Brian Raisin. That's right. Uh, here's another one. I like this one. This one's good. This one's good. I like them all, but I like this Hello, one. Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Jeff in Rhode Island with a somewhat left-field entry for the Beatlesque show. The Beastie Boys' Paul's Boutique has long been considered a hip-hop masterpiece, but when it came out in 1989, virtually nobody had heard it. The album was made prior to sampling laws, and the band and their producers, the Dust Brothers, threw in a record store's worth of snippets, forging a genre-defining masterpiece that, given the high cost of samples, could never be replicated today. But with no concerns over legal issues or even the public response, the Beasties created what many consider to be the greatest hip-hop album of all time. Primary among Paul's Boutique's multiple influences are the Beatles. Famously, the album closes with B-Boy Booyah Bass, which is an homage to the ending of Abbey Road. A pastiche of short, not-quite-finished tracks blended together into a seamless and brilliant grand closing statement. But today I want to talk about The Sounds of Science, a song grounded in Beatles samples, taking drums from the title track of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and mashing them up with the main riff from the end. Listen closely and you're going to hear When I'm 64 and Back in the USSR somewhere in there too. And like so many songs on Paul's Boutique, the track starts as one thing and morphs into something completely different. Here, the band even calls out the change in direction with Rope-A-Dope, dropping lyrics about Isaac Newton, Ben Franklin, Ponce de Leon, Galileo, postulating theorems and formulating equations. They cap it all off with a little piece of Pato Bonton's Don't Sniff Coke. The entire album is an experience, a journey, and I hope you enjoy this little piece of it. This is the Beastie Boys with the Sounds of Science. Constantly on, constantly on, the fountain of youth, not Robotron. Peace is a word of word before, so move and move upon the dance floor. All right, Jeff, very nice. Loved it, loved it. Uh, Jeff included his song within his intro, which is always cool. I appreciate that. You don't have to do it. It's difficult, but when you do do it, it's cool. Also, remember, if you send me an intro and you think it's a song that I might not have, please just attach the MP3 also to your email, and that way I'll have the song. Otherwise, I have to buy it, and I don't mind buying the songs. I don't mind giving the artist the money uh, because that's what the Patreon money is for sometimes. It goes right back into the show if we need equipment or wires or whatever, whatever we might need. I do put a lot of the money back in the show. Sometimes prizes are supplied by me as uh, coming up this Thursday. The prizes will be four remastered CD copies of the original Bat Out of Hell CD. Those were out of my wallet, which uh, 
comes out of the Patreon money. It, it's just all, you know what I mean? I'm not getting rich on Patreon. So, but that said, I still want you to go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast and sign up for that $2 tier. Come on, come on. 2022, $2. That's what I say. All right, next up. Oh, here we go. And this guy also put his song in his intro. Fabulous. It's like I should credit these people as producers. Hello, Pat and the Rock Solid listeners. All the best for 2022. This is Ian Beresford from Berwick-on-Tweed in Northeast England with my choice for the Beatlesque episode. The song is Funny How by the band Airhead, which was out in around the early 90s. Somewhat criminally, the song only got to about number 57 on the UK charts and the band made one album, then disappeared. It's a really great song. Uh, I'd be surprised if anybody listening has ever heard it before, but check it out. It's a great tune. Thanks again. Bye for now. Another song today that I have never heard before, and I do love it. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, thank you for sending that song and participating. Very much appreciate it. When you make your intros, guys, if you're worried about sound, I always say go in the closet with your phone or go out in your car. Roll up the windows, shut the door, and um, and if you're in the garage, don't start that car up. Certainly don't do that. But uh, yeah, nice quiet space to record your intros. Perfect. Everyone's sounding good today. Uh, all right, this next gentleman, former guest friend of the show, co-hosted the show a couple months back. He came down from Northern California, came down to Southern California, and we recorded live and in person right in this very room. Gentleman's name is Jeff Frank. And here's why I'm making a big deal about it is we did an MTV episode and that is our most downloaded show for the past few months. Uh, even, you know, more downloaded than some of the musical guests I've had on and interviewed. So, you know, who knows? Did Jeff bring the heat? I didn't. Jeff must have. Um, maybe it was just because we tag MTV. And so people looking for MTV stuff found that show and downloaded it. I don't know why or how this works. I mean, if you, if I tagged Mickey Dolan's, wouldn't tons of people be downloading that Mickey Dolan's episode, but no, this, and I just use Mickey as an example of a, a recent celebrity, but, uh, but yeah, the MTV episode is our most downloaded episode. So congratulations, Jeff. Now I got to have you back on. I can't deny you. 
you say you want to come on and host again. What am I going to say? Well, you didn't really do that well last time, Jeff. I don't know if I can do it. All right. By the way, Jeff always texts me just some vile swear words. Uh, that's our fun joke that we do between each other. You know, hey, cock balls or hey, suck nads or whatever. Something like that. Maybe a little bit more creative on uh, Jeff's end. All right. Here we go. Jeff Frank. Hey, it's Jeff chiming in with my pick, and I'm going with Sloan Sinking Ships from their 1998 masterpiece, Navy Blues. So Sloan, often referred to as Canada's Beatles or Cheap Trick, um, there's quite a few similarities to the Fab Four, in my opinion, uh, and especially that all four members of Sloan uniquely write, uh, sing, and play multi-instruments, which for me is a big part of their secret sauce. Um, They've become a band that's uh, in my top 10 favorite bands of all time, so I definitely say crank it and stay frosty. We all try to share your That's Sloan. That's a band many of you have told me that I would love. And I listened to two albums. And why didn't I get into it? Am I, you know, sometimes when people tell you you're going to like something, you immediately, just something will tell you you don't want to like it. And, uh, but Sinking Ships, that song sounds great to me. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to those couple of Sloan albums that I purchased. This was one of them. Or maybe this was gifted to me. But either way, I got to get into this Sloan, right? There's no reason I shouldn't. I like Beatles. I like Cheap Trick. Everyone's telling me I should like it. I'm going to have to do it. All right. Uh, we only have one more song left. Well, two. I'm going to play one here in a second. And then we're going to play the last uh, the last intro. And we're going to let that song be the playout song. So, before that, uh, remember, ASAP Club, you get your episodes early Sometimes the Monday bonus episode you don't get early because I recorded the day before. So you might have heard this already or you might be surprised on Monday. That's just how it goes with the Monday bonus episodes. Uh, What else? Um, Keep listening and uh, go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. We have great merch and uh, some new beanies and some new t-shirts and really cool stuff. Just go look at it. You don't have to buy it. Just look at it. I want you to look at it and then go, oh yeah, that's pretty good merch. I'm not buying any of that, but it's good. Just do it. I don't have a garage full of merch. You know, you order it and then get sent from uh, a company that uh, does it on demand. But um, but we have, uh, I think we have great looking merch. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I don't expect to walk down the street and see a bunch of rock solid t-shirts, you know, in my neighborhood. But maybe you could rock one in your neighborhood. That's all I'm saying. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Rock Solid Show. 
follow Kyle at Kyle Dotson Funny and follow Murray, Mike, and Christy. And here's my second cheap trick entry. And I'm going to bring it all together into the Beatles topic today. It's from the 1980 album called All Shook Up. The song is called World's Greatest Lover, where it sounds like Robin is trying to do his best John Lennon impression on this ballad. And, and the capper, this album produced by George Martin. So let's hear some World's Greatest Lover. from All Shook Up, Cheap Trick with World's Greatest Lover. All right, all right, all right. Oh, look at that. McConaughey just joined us. All right. Here we go. I've told you where to follow us. I've told you what to do. Um, There will not be any ads inserted into this episode because I have talked about Patreon uh, 47 times. All right. Here we go. Closing it out. This guy had a bone to pick at the beginning of the episode. And so we're going to let him have the final word and the final song. Thanks again to John Logsdon for the great topic. And the next, uh, the ne- what's the next topic? I think the next topic is you're going to send in a song from the first album you ever bought or maybe the first 45 you ever bought, or if you're a younger listener and you never bought albums, you jumped right into CDs, you send a song in from the first CD you ever bought. But I just want to know about everyone's introduction to purchasing their own music. Or, or maybe you didn't purchase it. Maybe you got it as a gift for Christmas. Something like that. Your birthday. But here's the gentleman from earlier in the show. We're giving him the final word and the playout song. Thanks for listening. Everyone, we're going to have a great 2022. And that's it. Talk to you soon. Hey, Rock Solid folks. It's Kurt Payne out here in Los Angeles. I'm very excited to be participating in this Beatlesque episode, especially since I pitched the idea to Mr. Pat Francis a few years ago. Nothing happened. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we were sitting there at Five Guys, took him out, paid for his meal, pitched him the idea, and it went nowhere. 
So maybe listener John Logston took him to a nicer restaurant that Pat finally decided to go ahead uh, with the idea for the episode. Anyways, I am glad it's happening. And uh, I am going to play a track from a group called Cotton Mather. They uh, were formed in the 1990s. Uh, They're out of Austin, Texas. Uh, The main guy in the group is a gentleman named Robert Harrison. No relation to Mr. George Harrison. But uh, the band, Cotton Mather, they are just great. A lot of really good, strong power pop music. Uh, And the track that I'm going to go with is a song called Spin My Wheels. Very, very Beatlesque, as much of their music is. Hope you like it. Yeah. 